Welcome y bienvenidos to About Consent, the podcast that sparks conversations about creating consent culture, boundary repair, sexual empowerment, orgasm equality, and raising a new sexually conscious and consent-empowered generation. This is a safe, shame-free, judgment-free zone where both survivors and those who support survivors are welcome. I'm your host, Rosalia Rivera. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the About Consent podcast. I don't know why I'm whispering, but uh, I just wanted for a dramatic effect. <laughs> How are you? Thank you for joining me once again. This month, as many of you know, and many don't know, which is why I'm going to talk about it, uh, it is Human Trafficking Awareness and Prevention Month every January. And it's an opportunity for the public at large to get educated on the topic to really understand the scope and the magnitude of this issue, which is something that I, I'm embarrassed to say in 2019, I did not know enough about. And at the end of 2019, I was starting to educate myself about it. And I, I was actually uh, traveling uh, on holiday with my family in January of 2020, right before uh, the pandemic became a thing. It was January and we were on holiday. And to be quite honest, I'm a little bit of a workaholic. And um, I didn't think that I was being a workaholic when I was listening to some podcasts that were related to the kind of work that I do. Um, but it's, it's, believe it or not, a way for me to um, decompress listening to podcasts. I really enjoy them. So um, I decided to um, listen to the um, podcast from uh, Jenny Mai, which is called Listen Honey with Jenny Mai. Um, and it was the beginning of, um, January, right? So I think it was, we were on holiday. It was J January 9th or something. And, um, I go through my podcast list and I see that she has a new podcast out. Um, and the, the title of it was called fighting human trafficking with Tara Hilliard, who is the CEO and president of forgotten children, Inc. And, it was very eye-opening because when I listened to it, I heard about how a lot of people have the perception uh, of what trafficking looks like, myself included at the time. I still had a lot of misconceptions. There were a lot of myths that I still believed at that time. And I found the, the episode to be really enlightening because uh, Tara, who is the president of Forgotten Children, Inc., talked about how all of the different ways in which uh, women and girls end up, you know, finding her organization, um, which, by the way, if you haven't heard of it, definitely go check it out. You can uh, learn more about it at ForgottenChildrenInc.org. And what they do is they help, uh, you know, fight the victimization of women and girls through um, their anti-human trafficking campaign. They also provide outreach, education, housing for victims um, of human trafficking. And there are many amazing organizations like this one. This is certainly not the only one. There are so many that are out in the world fighting this fight. 
And as I educated myself about this topic and hearing this episode, I realized that I'm probably not the only one. And many times, many times there's not enough people that are interested in this topic because they don't believe that it will affect or impact them, right? And so they don't even bother to look into how could this possibly impact me as a person, as a parent, um, as someone who cares about other kids, right, in the world. Maybe you um, aren't a parent, but you have nieces or nephews, right? Uh, who are either infants or uh, kids or teens, it's incredibly important for all of us to educate ourselves about this. And so I wanted to make sure that I took the opportunity while we're still in January to talk about this. Um, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have been talking about it there. Um, I just did a Facebook Live talking about it. Uh, it's an issue that is very near and dear to my heart, not because I personally know anyone who has been uh, trafficked, fortunately, um, but because I can see the potential for how this can impact uh, survivors. And one of the things that I think a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of the survivors of trafficking were formerly child sexual abuse survivors. There is a very direct pipeline um, of those who have been abused, who are at the higher risk, um, you know, part of the spectrum to be recruited into uh, trafficking. So I know that this is a huge issue. There are so many layers to it. It feels almost like it's an octopus, you know, it has so many tentacles and people don't realize all of the different ways that it can impact you. And so I'm not going to go into statistics or, you know, give you data because that's very easy to find. Why I wanted to come on and talk about it today was to motivate you and uh, give you incentives to learn about it, to educate yourself, to educate your kids and your family. Because unfortunately, people have this one perspective of how trafficking happens. And that is certainly not the only way. Um, it's not just that kids are getting kidnapped or that um, you know teenagers are getting lured uh, online. And, and some people don't even realize that that's one way that it happens, but that is definitely one. Um, but there's this misconception that, you know, it's at the hands of strangers where, you know, how this always happens. And so I just want to, you know, quickly give you an overview of the different ways that it can happen and then advise you to take some steps um, so that you can help make an impact to end this problem. We all have so much power, way more than we realize. Um, I just happen to have a platform, which I am, you know, my goal is to use this platform to create awareness and education and help people prevent it right? So that we can put a dent in this problem and hopefully way more than a dent. You know, I always say a dent because it does take time, but if we all make a concerted effort, if we all actually do something about it, it's, you know, almost feels like um, we're beating a dead horse because everyone's like, let's talk about it. Let's do something about it. 
Um, and we always think somebody else is going to do something about it, but we have to be the ones. We have to be proactive. We have to take the, the lead. And ultimately, I, I always come back to that saying, you know, be the change that you wish to see in the world. We always say, oh my goodness, that's horrible. That breaks my heart. That, you know, that's just a horrible thing to realize is happening in the world. And then we, you know, turn around and go about our business. And so it's going to keep happening if we don't do something about it and and every single individual can do something so let me begin by sharing some of the ways in which this can happen and i'll start from infancy all the way up to adults okay so it's going to be a really quick and dirty uh kind of overview because otherwise we'll be here for hours and i want to respect your time um and make sure that you can see okay this is where i fit into this piece of the puzzle and how i can make an impact right so giving you the broad strokes um and then we're going to talk about some actionable steps that you can take so when it comes to babies and yes i'm talking about babies um, babies can be trafficked and we're going to stick to sex trafficking specifically because there is uh, all different kinds of other trafficking, human trafficking, uh, but we're going to speak to this specific division of human trafficking, which is sexual commercial exploitation. And so when it comes to babies and infants, um, unfortunately, they can be trafficked. Uh, either by a parent um, doing that uh, physically, trafficking their child, or through uh, filming them or photographing them and then selling that, that uh, sexual abuse material, which is also known as CSAM. Uh, it used to be called child porn, uh, which is really an inappropriate term because children cannot participate in pornography because they cannot consent, and therefore that makes it rape. Um, and therefore it makes it child sexual abuse material. So for the sake of uh, brevity, I'm gonna start using the word CSAM, uh, which stands for child sexual abuse material. So uh, someone can foot it full, I can't even speak now, it upsets me so much. Someone can photograph or film the abuse of a child and sell that footage on the dark web and monetize it and that makes it into trafficking that commercial transaction now puts it in the camp of trafficking right because trafficking is when there is a uh, transaction that occurs um, where a person is forced into doing an act uh, against their will whether it is coerced manipulated, uh, physically forced. There is non-consensual uh, activity happening, right? And that uh, under a commercial transaction, and that's what makes it trafficking. So a child of any age can be trafficked from their home without setting a foot outside just by the mere um, action of someone uh, you know, photographing or videotaping them and selling that footage. So that's one way that a lot of parents are not aware it can be happening. It can be happening in their own home under their noses without them realizing if they are not educated on what signs to look for. And also if they're not educating their children, right? And when it comes to infants, obviously they can't speak, they can't talk, they can't report. Um, so at that 
point, you have to know how to be vigilant, how to uh, look for signs and listen to your gut. If there's something that is telling you something is off about a relative or your partner, even, even if you feel like it can't possibly be because this is my child's father or my child's mother, right? Um, if there is something in your gut telling you to look deeper at the situation, please listen to your gut. Please follow your instinct and This episode is brought to you by Consent Parenting, my online platform for survivor parents to learn how to keep their kids safe from abuse. Did you know that children of survivor parents have a five times higher chance of being abused because survivor parents don't know or learn the tools needed to prevent abuse? They tend to overprotect instead of empower and prepare. You can change the statistics by becoming an educated parent. Get started by downloading my free guide, Seven Ways to Teach Your Kids About Body Safety, Boundaries, and Consent by going to aboutconsent.com forward slash guide. The link will be in the show notes to get your free copy today. Now let's get back to the show. Now for older children who can speak up, this is why it's so important for us to educate them about all of these body safety concepts as early as possible, as soon as they're verbal, um, so that they can speak up if something unsafe is happening, especially if you are a parent that works outside of the home, if you are someone who is uh, sending your child off somewhere or bringing another caretaker into your home. So whether that's, you know, that they're going to daycare or they're going to school or someone's coming to the home, whether it's a family member or a neighbor or anyone that you've hired, this is important information to be teaching your kids because this is how it can be prevented. If children don't know that they have rights, if they don't know that they can speak up, if they're not given the tools and the blueprint for how to speak up, they will not be able to, right? And they could be easily tricked or manipulated into somehow believing that they are, uh, could, you know, um, willingly doing this or that they, uh, you know, somehow implicated themselves into doing this, right? So this is why, of course, I always go on and on about why we need to teach our kids. Now, as we get older, and now we're talking about tweens and teens who are starting to use the internet, um, there are two ways that they could be uh, groomed, really, is the term, or lured, which is, I think, the better term to use, uh, to fall into the trap of traffickers. And so with strangers that they meet online, um, you know, that if they haven't get, been given any online safety education, if they aren't aware of the concept or term of tricky people, if they haven't been um, educated on, you know, not giving out your personal information, not sending photos to people that you don't know, all of those things, right? They could be groomed into uh, ultimately developing a relationship with the person that they think is a friend. Maybe they think it's someone who's their own age. And uh, eventually they could be tricked into uh, believing that this is a romantic, you know, interest and someone that is, you know, has their best interest at heart and ultimately end up asking them for um, explicit content to be sent to them. So asking, you know, the child to send photos of themselves either nude or performing some kind of sex act um, that then they screenshot and photograph and use that to then bribe the child 
to continue sending more stuff. Otherwise, they're going to release this, you know, uh, footage to their parents or to their family or their friends. Or it could be some other kind of threat that is very scary, you know, where it could um, be threatening the child with violence, right? So if a child doesn't know what to do, if they don't have a safety network, if they don't, you know, have a protocol for what to do, if they find themselves in an unsafe situation online, it could escalate and ultimately end up uh, where they ask the child to meet them in person, uh, then they start trafficking the child. Or it can happen online where they are asking that child or demanding from them rather that they continue to send more footage. Uh, in some cases, even potentially, you know, if they have younger siblings in the home to abuse the siblings and record the footage and send that, that, that those cases have actually happened. Um, and it, you know, may sound like, well, maybe that's, you know, one in a million or something kind of case. It's unfortunately, it's not because predators who operate online, uh, traffickers that operate online have communities where they learn how to do this in ways that they're educating other predators um, on how to get away with this kind of stuff on, on strategies and, and tactics for, um, you know, abusing children and trafficking them. So in that case, you know, if it's an older child and they've been tricked into this, even if they never meet that person online, that person could be demanding more and more and more footage from the child uh, so that they the end goal is of that person selling that footage once again online, uh, either through porn sites or through uh, dark web uh, networks. And again, because it's a commercial transaction, it makes it trafficking, right? Um, and then in the case of the offline, you know, where they, they manage to get the person to meet them in person um, and then uh, entrap them essentially. Uh, and the, you know, your child may still be going to school on a regular basis. They may still be going out um, and, and seeming like everything is fine, but they're hiding this really scary, dark secret that they don't know how to get out of this, that situation. Um, a lot of times, you know, tra um, trafficking survivors have talked about, you know, I would go to school and seem like everything was fine. Um, but after school, I would have to go to their house. I would have to go meet them somewhere. And that's when I would get trafficked or I would sneak out at night and not sleep you know, and then come back home and nobody knew, nobody was the wiser. So it's important that we understand how these things can happen to tweens and teens as well. Uh, people tend to think that it, is a, it isn't something that could be happening to them in their neighborhood, but it can be happening at the hands of anyone that your child has any kind of regular interaction with. And online access makes it so much easier for traffickers. It is has helped them to have a totally new way to recruit, right? Uh, and when I say recruit, I'm not really saying, you know, when someone signs up, like these are obviously forced situations, um, but it these are different ways. And it can happen even to college students and adults. And the way that that's happening is through dating apps, so these are what are called Romeo pimps, which are really should be termed Romeo exploiters because that's really what they are. Um, so through dating apps, right, where they end up meeting uh, girls 
women, um, and I shouldn't just say girls or women. I only say that because I know the bulk of my audience listening um, is predominantly women or, or identify as women or femmes. Um, but this does also pertain to uh, males or, or those identifying as masculine. Um, but the point and the and my my goal with this is so that you understand that even adults can be tricked into these situations particularly those who are um, either single parents or those who are young and dating and are single don't have kids um, they are also targets and so these romeo exploiters will basically love bomb a, a person as, who is their target and it can you know, happen over the course of two or three months where they start to date and they, um, you know, are just over overly uh, devoting all this attention, whether it's in the form of um, emotional support, physical support, financial support, all three at once where this person just feels like this person really cares about me. Oh my goodness, I met the, the you know, Prince Charming. And then it turns out that um, they slowly get the person to uh, go against their boundaries and their values and start to do things that they would maybe not normally do and then get uh, filmed uh, or blackmailed into other activities which ultimately lead down the path of trafficking. And again, this can happen to young adults as well as grown up adults like it, you know, it's unfortunately this is the um, situation that we're facing so from you know infants all the way to adults this is still uh this this trafficking issue spans different generations right so if you can figure out where you fit in there do you have a child are you single are you in high school do you have high school students do they understand about this do they know that have you taught them online safety education? Are you talking to your young kids about body safety? Are you being more aware and critically thinking about the relationships that you're getting into through these dating apps that you're utilizing or the people that you're meeting, right? Um, if you are seeing that there are some red flags, right? Like this person is trying to isolate me from my friends. This person is gifting me things that I don't know if I necessarily um, asked for, you know, but they are lavishing me with more attention that seems appropriately normal at this time like are you questioning and being much more of a critical thinker right so where do you fit and how can you start to take action right so that's the next step let's talk about what are the things that you can do and what are the very first things that i recommend to anyone who wants to learn more about trafficking is to find an organization that you really jive with that you trust um, maybe someone has recommended it and i will definitely be posting uh, links to the organizations that i have vetted and i trust and who i have either trained with or um, have heard amazing things about from other reliable resources and i will post all of those links in the show notes so that you can find um, you know, an organization that works for you and get trained by them. Learn what the signs are. You do not have to be a consent educator or a sex educator. You don't need to be in the field. You don't have to be a social worker or a psychologist or anything like that to get this training. The goal of 
getting trained to learn how to spot human trafficking uh, is to help you learn what those signs are for yourself, but also for others. So how can you see what those signs look like when you're walking around in the world, right? Do you, a lot of times this is happening in plain sight. And one statistic that I will share, which is jarring, is that only 1% of trafficking victims get out of trafficking alive, right? So only 1%. And unfortunately, that is due to the fact that the public at large is so uneducated about this topic that they don't see it when it's right in front of them. So the first thing that I would recommend is that you get trained. Um, a lot of these are free trainings that are being offered by these nonprofit organizations. And the next thing that you can do once you have that training is talk about it. Tell others about the training. Encourage them to get trained. Talk to your community. Talk to the parents in your inner circle. Talk to your family members about this topic. Uh, you may be surprised that you actually might realize maybe someone in your family is being trafficked or has the potential to be trafficked. Do your nieces and nephews know about it? Have you talked to them? Have you educated them about it, right? So once you educate yourself, it is your duty to talk to others about it and to educate others about it, right? We really need to step up using our voice for good, for change, so that these victims can get help, they can get support. They, you know, if you have the financial means available to donate to these organizations that are fighting and supporting survivors, that's also another great step and, and action that you can take. And then the last thing that I want to say is to also, if you are a parent, of course, educate your kids, not necessarily on trafficking or what trafficking is. You don't want to scare them, especially the younger that they are. Obviously, they're not going to really fully understand or get the scope of it, but you will be able to start protecting them better and empowering them, right, through educating them about those basics of body safety, boundaries, consent, uh, the things that are going to teach them about their rights and teach them about how to use their voice and that their voice matters and that they have a right to seek safety, that they have safe adults in their life, that those lessons apply to all kids in your life, right? And at whatever stage they are, once they're verbal and up. And before that, it's your job to be more vigilant, to speak up to the people in your baby's life, that you are going to be teaching them this, that you are going to embark on an abuse prevention education process uh, for your child. And if you are a survivor yourself, if you are someone who has experienced this and, you know, whether it was through trafficking or not, if you experienced abuse, look deeper. You owe it to yourself to heal and to reclaim your power because this is how we break intergenerational cycles. So I hope that 
you were able to see now how this bigger picture can impact you, can impact all of us, and the fact that we can also have an impact on this problem. It is Human Trafficking Awareness and Prevention Month in January, but I will continue to talk about this topic throughout the year because this isn't the only time we should be talking about it. And I want to keep bringing it back to you to remind you that if we don't do something, if we don't become proactive, this could be an issue that comes knocking on your door. So let's prevent it. Let's talk about it. Let's like dismantle the taboo and the shame around this topic because we are doing a disservice to those who are survivors, who are victims of this horrible, horrendous crime that we need to put an end to. And 2021 is the year that we can do that. So thank you for tuning in. I hope that it inspired you to take action. I would love to know how it did and if you will take action and what is gonna be your first step. I invite you to screenshot this as always, tag me on Instagram in your stories and let me know what was your favorite part of today's episode, what calls you to action, what inspired you or motivated you to do something and what is it that you're gonna do? And remember to check out the show notes so that you can find the organization that you jive with that makes sense to uh, contribute to, to donate to, to spread information about, to get training from, and what else are you going to do to help protect the kids in your life? I'm Rosalia Rivera for another About Consent podcast episode. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Stay safe. Don't miss the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And I would be so grateful if you took one minute to post a five-star rating and reviews on iTunes so that others can also find this information. I will be shouting you out and thanking you on the next episode. If you found this useful, be sure to share it with others as well. Let's continue to create consent culture, one conversation at a time. Stay empowered.